we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Happy New Year, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 1st edition of the sunny side of sports. Thanks to Muckbill Yabaro for hosting the show the past couple of weeks. Muckbill will be traveling to Ivory Coast next week for coverage of the 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations or AFCON football tournament. AFCON 34 promises to be one of this year's big sporting events in Africa. On Monday's show, We'll take a look back at some of the top African sports highlights from 2023. One of them occurred October 28th at the Stade de France near Paris, where South Africa edged New Zealand 12-11 to to win its record fourth Rugby World Cup title. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2023, Myron Nika looks back on the thrilling victory by the Springboks of South Africa. Lit up in the colors of the South African flag, the iconic Eiffel Tower illuminated the Paris night sky in honor of the Springboks. The 2023 Rugby World Cup final will go down as one of the greatest matches in the tournament's long history. It had the makings of an epic as two of the sport's greatest rivals collided, and it certainly lived up to its billing. For 80 minutes, the Springboks and All Blacks threw everything at each other. It would be an evening of fine margins. The box goal-kicking, powered by Andre Pollard, was the deciding factor as his four successful penalties handed South Africa victory. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa was at the match and lifted the trophy alongside captain Siam Tanda Kulisi. It still hasn't sunk in. It is, it is huge. It's not just any win, it's a historic It, it is huge. Yeah, it is, it is unreal. South Africa won all three of their knockout matches by a single point. The margins were indeed fine, as South Africa got the better of France, England and the All Blacks en route to the title. Springbok coach Jacques Nenaba says the team was inspired by South African supporters who found a way to get to France as well as those back home. Probably for our fans, uh, for South Africa, um, I wish I could show you the amount of messages and videos and what was going on in South Africa, I think there were 62 million people that, that, that united from small farming communities, opening up showgrounds that people from all walks of life uh, could go in and the, the entrance fee was, was whatever you want to donate and people bought t-shirts, green t-shirts for everyone. So um, we felt every single little bit of energy they gave us and I think in the last three games uh, with three one-point victories we, we needed that and uh, that drove us. All Blacks coach Ian Foster paid homage to the Springboks before heaping praise on his squad. Heck of a final. Um, it's always high emotion both sides of the, the fence in a final and this will be no different. 12-11 um, and I just firstly want to congratulate South Africa on what they've achieved, they've uh, shown a lot of character and tenacity through this tournament. 
it's three close games that they've come out the right side, so they're doing something right. So um, congratulations to them on, on a magnificent tournament. Um, for us, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I looked at the effort of, of our team and the way we played and came back and gave ourselves a really good crack at that in that second half, particularly with um, with the red card in the first half and, and the, the sort of the damage that, that that decision made. So overall, incredibly proud of our team, but um, we've got a pretty disappointed shed. All Blacks captain Sam Kane was shown a red card early in the first half, while Sia Khaleesi and Cheslin Colby were yellow carded in the second half. Kane says his team left everything out there. It, it's hard because you're feeling so much hurt, but at the same time you're so proud of the group and how they fought back. Um, and really gave ourselves a good shot at winning that game. Um, so I think it speaks volumes of the group as a whole. They're a fantastic group of men who care so much um, about playing for the All Blacks. They care so much about making New Zealand proud. Um, so, as Fozzie said, the... the there's a lot of heartbreak in the sheds right now, and um, it's hard. South African captain Sia Khaleesi became only the second man to lead a team to two World Cup titles after New Zealand's Richie McCaw. In the post-match news conference, Khaleesi highlighted the socio-economic issues in South Africa and said his team was inspired to make a positive change. What brings us together is our country. What brings us today together to play for is, is the Springbok and then South Africa. And that's what has been driving us. That's honestly that's been driving And I can't explain it to you in words. You need to be a South African to understand. You need to come to South Africa and see it. It's a beautiful country with a lot of problems. But once we come together, and we've come together a lot before for a common goal, and I promise you nothing can stop us as a country. And it's not just in sport. It's in life in general. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Myra Nika in Durban, South Africa. Hello, VOA. I'm Thomas Kunsaid in South Sudan, Jonglei State, Banga County. I'm hereby to send my best regards to my children who are currently living in Uganda. Happy New Year of 2024 to you. The year of 2024, I wish. It will be the year of peace in South Sudan. In African athletics, Joshua Cheptegei and Victor Kiplingat won gold medals for Uganda at the 2023 World Championships in Budapest, Hungary. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2023, Magume Davis Raka Winge takes a look at their victories and other sports highlights from East Africa. Kiplanga here, now beginning to forge a gap. And at last, this powerful, barrel-chested little Ugandan forges a gap on the opposition, on the chaser from Ethiopia. This man will have them punching the air and roaring him home in Uganda. Victor Kiplanga, Commonwealth Gold last year, World Gold this year. This has been a quite spectacular winning final lap from him and he crosses the line in 208.52 to take world gold Uganda marathoner Victor Kiplangat ran the best race of his life to win Uganda a gold medal on the final day of the Budapest 2023 World Athletic Championships uh, the race was a 
Akela tough somehow, but uh, when you prepare well and you be disciplined and you focus, my focus was, uh, was to win a, a gold medal today in the, this city and uh, it has come to pass. Compatriot Joshua Sheptegei, the 10,000 world record holder, said he was delighted about his championship performance. I'm very happy, of course, uh, to have defended my title here again in uh, Budapest. I want to thank God for always giving me the opportunity and the grace. I know that um, this wasn't so easy, especially with uh, the injuries in the, after the World Championship. And to come here and win the most special medal is phenomenal for me. Another highlight of the year was the sacking of Uganda national football team coach Mirutin Srodovich Micho after the cranes failed to qualify for Ivory Coast AFCON. Micho was replaced by Belgian Paul Joseph Put, who promised not only good results but entertaining football. I am a very ambitious person, and when I sign for a country, it's to obtain results. To bring a team, a strong team, a team who can perform for 2027. The second challenge is to install a universal playing style for Uganda national teams, producing entertaining and proposal football. Put his first task was against Guinea, a match the Cranes lost by two goals to one. This was followed by narrow 1-0 victory against Minos Somalia for the first three points toward 2026 World Cup qualifier. Fans across the South African region are delighted about winning hosting rights for the 2027 AFCON finals. The Confederation of African Football, named Uganda, Kenya and Tanzania, the joint hosts. Rogers Muringwa, the spokesperson of the Council of Eastern Central African Football, says the region is capable of organizing Africa's biggest football tournament. By December 2025, we want to make sure we have realized all the goals as required by CAF. So that in 2027, everybody is ready here to receive the Africa, the whole Africa. For the coming AFCON finals in Ivory Coast, the Tanzanian Taifa Stars will be the only East African representative. Tanzanian sports analyst Nasir Nchimbi says the region expects a lot from the Taifa Stars. We are going to be slated in groups uh, that will have very, very tough countries, Algeria being one of them, Egypt, Senegal. We have to be very prepared and the technical bench has to be very prepared. But uh, I can say that players have to be very, uh, very ready because they're the ones that will be representing the country. The Sheikh Rains, Uganda national netball team, was another major highlight of the year, finishing a respective 7th at the Netball World Cup held in South Africa. Talking of World Cups, for the first time, the Uganda national cricket team qualified for T20 Series World Cup being held next June in Caribbean nations and the United States. For the sunny side of sports, I am Ugume, Davis Rwakarinjini Kampala, Uganda. V-O-A. What a wonderful, wonderful experience it has been. I'm George Jiraki Kamara, and I'm from Monovia. I would like to wish you guys a prosperous new year. Thank you all. Thank you all. And I look forward to having a very wonderful experience to our 2024 and beyond. Bring out the cool, bring in the new. Nigeria and host Morocco dominated the 2023 Confederation of African Football Awards ceremony in Marrakesh. Nigeria won four awards, including the Men's and Women's Player of the Year trophies. Victor Osiman 
won his first African Footballer of the Year award, while Nigerian countrywoman Asisat Ashola won her record-extending sixth. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2023, Oseman expresses gratitude for the trophy. It's a dream come true for me. I want to thank everyone that have seen me through life's journey in achieving my dreams, in achieving my goals. I appreciate Nigerians for their support. I appreciate Africa for putting me on the map, for encouraging me, for defending me, regardless of my shortcomings. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all. God bless you all. Thank you so much. For reaction to Victor Oseman winning his first African Footballer of the Year award, Iron Mike Embonier spoke with the chief football writer at ACLSports.com, Fisayo Dairo. The year 2023 has been a phenomenal year for Nigeria's superstar, Victor Oseman. In 2023, he has smashed a lot of soccer records, both individually and collectively for the team he's playing for. Now, in this year, he has led Italian giants Napoli to their first Serie A title in 33 years. And he also emerged the top scorer in the Italian top flight, winning the Capo Cannoneer and becoming the first African to do so in many years. And of course, he also became the highest goal scoring African ever in Italian Serie A. The records kept rolling in for him. And I, it's not a surprise to me personally that he has crowned the year in a very fantastic manner, claiming the African Player of the Year award. You know, no Nigerian footballer has ever won this award since Nwankwe Kanu did that in 1999, which means Nigerians have been made to wait for 24 years before this child of promise has come home to deliver it back to Nigerians. Osimen's life and career has been one of a steady rise. He was the top scorer at under-17 level, scoring 10 goals in 2015 at the under-17 World Championships in Chile. And from there, he has stepped onto the Super Eagles, and it was the same 10 goals that he scored to emerge as the top scorer of the qualifying series for next month's Africa Cup of Nations, which ended a couple of months back. That has been the summary of Victor Rosimane's lethal power in front of goal. And like I said, it's not a surprise to me personally that he has claimed this gong. If you look at his uh, progresses, just last week he was also named as the AIC, the Association of Italian-based footballers, the player of the year for last season. He finished eighth in the Ballon d'Or race for this year, making him the highest ever Nigerian, the, the, the biggest Nigerian to reach that height ever since the award started. So it's been a phenomenal year for him. He's been an awesome one. And as Nigerians, as Africans, we are proud of him because he is gradually bringing back those years that Nigeria used to dominate African football, both individually and collectively as a team. Super Falcons and FC Barcelona feminine forward Asisa Toshuala won the best women player of the year for a record sixth time. Did this come to you as a surprise? I must say it's not a surprise to me at all that Barcelona and Nigeria Super Falcons superstar 
as it to Shola has claimed the gong for the for the best soccer player in African women's football for another year. Why? Because Ushola has since long ago established herself as one of the greatest ever soccer stars in Africa. And, you know, her exploits for Barcelona, where she scored a total of 27 goals in all competition last term to lead them to a number of trophies, including the, the Spanish League title and the Champions League. And then she scored for Nigeria at the Women's World Cup just recently, she also scored a couple of goals in against Ethiopia in a qualifying game for the for next year's Olympics. This is has been the summary of Asato Shola. She has been there consistently doing it year after year and winning the award for a record six times, a record extended six times is not a child's play at all. It only takes a player that is dedicated, that is truly talented, that is disciplined and focused to ensure that she doesn't drop the ball. Yes, during the period of these six years, she had lost the crown at one point or the other, but every time she, she loses it, she comes back stronger to claim it. So it's it, she's been a, a phenomenal football star, and I'm sure the whole of Nigeria is proud of her sister Toshola. And of course, because not, not just Nigeria, she also hides the African flag very well in Spain, where she has been based for a number of years now. Not a surprise that she has won it award. And of course, if care is not taken, she will still extend it more to seven for more. But the good thing is a lot of players are now coming up in Africa. They're responding. We have Barbara Banda from, from Zambia making the final shortlist. We have Tembi Gatlana still at the peak of her powers playing soccer for the Banyana Banyana. Even for Nigeria, Rashida Tajibari is growing rapidly year after year for Nigeria Super Falcons and she has been touted to be on that final three podium in, in the next one or two years if she continues at this trajectory. That has been the story. Congratulations to Assisat, but it's not a surprise to many of us that she has excelled this much in the women's game. Super Falcons of Nigeria emerged as the best national women team of the year with goalkeeper Chiamakan Nadozie as the best women keeper in Africa. What's your take on this? After a rather turbulent 2022, Nigeria Super Falcons turned it around in 2023 and they made a year one of the best year ever. And that has ended with them being crowned as the national team of the year in the women's version for African football. Now, in 2022, an ignominious fourth place finish at the, women, uh, the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Morocco was trailed by a number of disastrous friendly results against the likes of the United States of America, Japan. But ever since the page was turned into 2023, the Falcons started churning in good results, which culminated in a very fantastic performance at the Women's World Cup in Australia in the summer. And up to now, it's on record that the Super Falcons did not lose any game in regulation time in the year 2023. Definitely not a surprise that they have been crowned the best national team for the women's version in 2023. A number of their players also excelled, including a sister that we talked about. And Chiamakan Nadozie, the goalkeeper, also won the Goalkeeper of the Year award. And she's been supreme for... Uh, French club, Paris FC, and for Nigeria Super Falcons, both 
on the continent and at the last Women's World Cup also. So it's been a fantastic year for the Falcons. And after that horrendous 2022 they had, we say congratulations to them for re-establishing themselves as the pioneer and the best team in African women's football. Atlas Lions of Morocco won the Best Men's National Team of the Year award. What's your reaction to this? The exploits of the Atlas Lions of Morocco at last year's FIFA World Cup in Qatar will never go away from memory so soon. And that's why it was expected that many of the performances that we had in Qatar will be rewarded on Monday night. And yes, they were rewarded. One of such was the Atlas Lions being named the African Men's National Team of the Year. It's, it's, it's not debatable. Having gone as far as, as, as third place at the World Cup, they absolutely deserve it. And it's also good to see their head coach, Walid Regragri, also winning the Coach of the Year award. And um, you, you see their goalkeeper, Yasin Bono, who had uh, an exceptional World Cup tournament in Qatar, named the goalkeeper of the year. And of course, he also won the Europa League with Sevilla in Europe. So it's, it's just to show how significant the, the performances of the Moroccans were in the last 12 months. And like I said, it's only right that they were rewarded for painting Africa's name in good light for the rest of the world, especially in Qatar and beyond. They also qualified comfortably for the Africa Cup of Nations starting in January. So, say congratulations to them. Congratulations to all the recipients of the awards on Monday night. And I'm sure, I'm sure they all know that it's not a call for celebration, but a call for them to keep working harder to see that they never drop the level of consistency. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Sporty greeting, this is Victor Sime, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC Forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on The Voice of America. Michael Bantu from Plateau State, Nigeria. I wish my family... My friends, Plateau State, Nigeria, and the entire world, a prosperous new year, 2024. And to you, VOA, for the good work you have been doing, pray that God will give you the strength to do more in 2024. Thank you very much. In another African football highlight from 2023, Ghana's all-time leading goal scorer, Asamoah John announced his retirement in June. The 38-year-old John is also the top African goal scorer in the history of the World Cup. Victor Tamaklo filed this report from Accra, reflecting on John's career. Ghana striker Samoa John has announced his retirement from professional football. John retires as Ghana's all-time top scorer with 51 goals and the Muscat player with 109 games to his name. He retires as Africa's top scorer at the World Cup with six goals. It's been echoing in my mind um, for the past a year and a half. Um, sometimes people see me and are like, have you retired? I was like, nope. I still think I can, I have something to offer. But I've been contemplating on it. And um, I think I'll use this platform officially to tell everybody it's time. 
I've officially retired from football. Whoa! And um, very, very emotional, as you said. It's um, a very, very difficult moment. It's something that you love, something that you've um, done since your childhood, and then living it. In a career spanning over two decades, Jan played for Liberty Professionals and later Legon Cities in Ghana, Modena and Udinese in Italy, Stadren in France, Sunderland in the Premier League, before jetting off to the Middle East where he played for Al Ain and Shanghai SIPG. In between, there were stints with Al Ali and Turkey's Kayseri Sport. His greatest impact, however, was on the international scene. Former AC Milan and Inter Milan midfielder Sule Muntari shared the Black Stars dressing room with Jan for nearly two decades. He recalls Jan's maturity even in his formative years. He was young, but he was already matured in football aspect. He could read the game easily. He has pace. He was determined to be a great footballer, as, as he has done. For me, clicking together with him when he joined the first team was, was just amazing. Because I could close my eyes and put ball anywhere I want. I know that he's there. Suleiman Tari through to Jan, who's onside. It's Asimov Jan, it's 2-1 in a generation not short on star quality, it was hard to stand out. But not if you're a Jan. The Baby Jets, as he is affectionately called, made a habit of coming up clutch in crucial moments for Ghana. And there were many of them. The winning goal against Serbia at the World Cup in South Africa. The extra time goal against the United States of America in the same tournaments. Now that's hooked forward. Here's a chase for Gian. He's one on two. It is Gian. He's in the area. He scores! Ghana are back in front. A goal of individual brilliance from a Samoa Gian. Taking it on the chest, beating off Demerit, blasting it past Howard. Great, great goal from Gian for Ghana. Oh. Climbing down from the treatment table to score a stoppage time winner against Algeria at the African Cup of Nations in 2015. Unforgettable moments. But behind these moments were sacrifices that made them possible. One man who knows all about the lengths to which Jan went to represent his country is president of the Ghana Football Association, Keto Kweku. He, like many Ghanaians, owes Jan a debt of gratitude. From the Football Association of Ghana, which you belong, Asamoah, I want to use this opportunity to say thank you for the love you've brought to Ghana, for your service to our country, and for the pride and value you have brought and continue to bring to our country. And at all times, the Baby Jet has sacrificed everything that he has to ensure that our country, our blessed country, is great and strong. You brought life and hope to people who would not normally have life and hope. He has retired, but we may yet see John somewhere in the future. It could be through his Baby Jets under 16 football projects or his investment into boxing through Baby Jets promotions. Even if we do not, John has left the football world with enough memories to last a lifetime. From Accra for the VOA, Victor Watutamaklu. I am Andrew from Sierra Leone. I love to listen to VOA Voice of America. Greetings to everyone, compliment of the season, and I wish everyone a prosperous new year in advance. Wishing you all 
long life and prosperity thank you thank you thank you and thank you to all our voa sunny side of sports listeners in sierra leone as well as throughout africa tuning in this evening i wish you a half happy and healthy 2024 finally kenyan police said monday they arrested two men in connection with the stabbing death of Benjamin Kiplagat, a Kenyan-born athlete who represented Uganda at three Olympics. The body of the 34-year-old Kiplagat was found with stab wounds inside a car Saturday night. The two men were arrested on the outskirts of the Rift Valley town of Eldoret as a long-distance runner Benjamin Kiplagat specialized in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. He represented Uganda at six world championships, as well as the 2008 Beijing Olympics, the 2012 London Olympics, and the 2016 Rio Olympics. And that wraps up the January 1st, New Year's Day edition of the show. Thanks to producer David Vandy. And thank you for tuning in. Wishing you a happy and healthy new year. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. (laughs) 